slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. We're going to look at another statistic that demonstrates one of the strengths of the Islanders this season as they continue on their six-game win streak. We will, of course, preview tonight's game against the Devils at the Nassau Coliseum as the Islanders prepare to uh, close out their five-game homestand. And we also have our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we'll start to look ahead to the trade deadline and what we can expect from the Islanders as that all-important date creeps closer and closer. So we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. If there's something on your mind that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. Uh, you got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, as long as it's Islanders related, you can email us at uh, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and we're happy to talk about it on the air. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you when we do talk about it. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And of course, I do tweet live during almost every Islanders game. So uh, if you're looking for instant analysis and uh, insights into what's happening on the ice, please do follow me on Twitter. And I will be doing that as each Islanders game progresses. So, we were talking over the last couple of days uh, about the Islanders' success under Barry Trotz. And yesterday, you know, we congratulated Trotz on his 1700th game behind the bench. But there's another statistic, there's another number that uh, came up when I was looking through. the Islanders' statistics this year. And it, it, it again, to me, shows the good coaching being done by Barry Trotz. And it speaks a lot about the character of the players on this Islanders team. And you've heard me say uh, over the last year or two that I've been doing this podcast, you've heard me talk about uh, the Islanders' resiliency that this is a team that doesn't quit. And if they fall behind, they stick to their game and they play Islanders-style hockey, keep plugging along, and very often they do get back into games. Well, here's the thing. Right now, the Islanders have played 11 one-goal games this season. 
And believe it or not, because of this resilience and this dogged determination, the way they play, stick to their style, etc., the Islanders have points in nine out of those 11 one-goal games. They are five, two, and four in one-goal games. And, you know, five wins, two losses, a good percentage right there, 71.4% straight up. And then you talk about the four overtime or shootout losses. And, yeah, they are losses, but you know what? When you're not playing your best hockey and you still come away with a point when every game is a divisional game, that is huge. And you end up putting together longer streaks, whether it's the 17-game point streak that they put together last October and November, or now where you know the Islanders have won six in a row and they've got points, at least a point in every home game they've played this year. All of these things factor in, and those loser points, as I call them, add up. And right now, you know, one of the reasons that the New York Islanders are in first place is because they are playing so well in close games. And to take it a step further, quite honestly, when you look at the New York Islanders, Here is a team that, because of the style of hockey that they play, are used to playing in tight hockey games. There are not going to be, when you're playing a defense-first style like the Islanders play, very few games are going to be 5-1 or 6-1, either in your favor or against you. And that means you need to know how to handle close games. The Islanders, as a team... If they fall behind 1-0 or 2-0, they're not going to get phased. They've been there before. They know what they have to do. If anything, they double down on their own style. And, you know, come playoff time, that only is going to help this hockey team be ready and excel. One other note I wanted to talk about from last night's game, Leo Komarov put back into the lineup. Uh, Michael Dalcole taken out, according to all my sources, no injury uh, update from Michael Dalcole. They just wanted to get Uncle Leo into the lineup. And again, I have no problem with that because you want to keep all these guys sharp. You want to keep them all hungry. You send a message to Dalcole, who has played pretty well in most of the games he's been in. Uh... Hey, we need you to be on top of your game all the time. And same thing with Uncle Leo. You put him in the lineup and you you let him know that if he doesn't give you his best, he's not going to be out there on the ice in the next game. And the one thing I liked about Kamarov in the game against Boston was that when Brad Marchand came out, after J.G. Pajot, the first guy to meet him and to confront him was Uncle Leo. And you need that. You need that kind of response. You need a team that's going to stick up for each other. And kudos to Kamarov for letting Marshawn know he's not just going to go after J.G. Pajot, who is not really 
a physical kind of a player uh, in that sense. He doesn't like to drop the gloves that often, although he did fight in his first game as an Islander. But, you know, you're going to go after my my center. You got to answer to me. And I thought that was a very, very good move by Uncle Leo. So we'll see who Lou Lamorello puts in the lineup tonight against New Jersey. But I don't expect too many lineup changes, although that wing spot on the third line may very well be one of them. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss. We're going to start looking ahead to the trade deadline. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we've got a preview of tonight's game against the Devils at the Coliseum. All this and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season may be over, but you still got the NBA and the NHL in full swing, and March Madness is just around the corner. BetOnline even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. So here's the situation that the Islanders face now. We've talked for a long time about the possibility of the Islanders adding some scoring at the trade deadline, whether that be uh, someone who can be a top six forward or someone who can permanently fill in that wing spot on the third line next to J.G. Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom. And the problem that the Islanders have, and obviously fans know this and have known this for a while, it's nothing new, is that the Islanders are basically up against the cap right now. Do not have a lot of maneuverability here where they can just uh, afford to get anybody they want if they're going to add a player, even if it is for the last 15, 20 games, whatever the case may be, they are also going to have to deal a player away. And they've got to figure out the cap situation. Now, the Islanders obviously can trade away draft picks to sweeten any deal, and that may be necessary. You've got first and second round picks in this year's draft that you can send away, and then you could add a Thomas Hickey or an Andrew Ladd or a Leo Komarov, uh, players who may very well be uh, expendable right now, and that may give you enough room to uh, make that move for a rental player, let's say, at the trade deadline. 
So that remains a real possibility. The other thing is that there are players that you would probably want to not necessarily necessarily include in a deal, but they're tradable. Uh, one player who a lot of people have mentioned is Kiefer Bellows. Bellows is 22. He has potential, but right now his all-around game, even though he's got that heavy shot and he's, you know, got a lot of potential, he is not as sound in his own zone as Oliver Wallstrom has been, and now Michael Dalcole and Uncle Leo are going to play ahead of him as of right now. So it is possible that you could trade someone like Bellows and a high draft pick, first round pick, second round pick, possibly even both if you have to, to get the right rental player. Uh, that That's, you know, the kind of guys who the Islanders really could try to deal. Obviously, you know, we've talked about the three players they would love to be able to move. Uh, Thomas Hickey, still, uh, you know, he has a two and a half million dollar cap hit. Even if it doesn't do a lot for this season, you certainly are opening up some cap space for next year. And next year is also very much up in the air as far as the cap is concerned because of the fact that, you know, a lot of this season, there haven't, the Islanders haven't had any fans in the stands yet. Uh, they're going to start with, you know, a thousand people in the stands and you take it one day at a time after that at 10% capacity for now. And by the way, the Islanders have announced that the next seven home games at 10% capacity have been sold out. The season ticket holders basically took all the tickets that are available, and there aren't a lot of them. But again, we don't know what the cap is going to be. So you still have Ladd, Kamarov, and Hickey as guys who you would like to uh, deal. And then you have players like Ross Johnston and Sebastian Ajo, who are taxi squad or black aces kind of guys, you know, and maybe you are willing to deal players like that in order to improve your overall team depth. So we'll keep an eye on that. Now, uh, again, these are all possibilities. This is what the Islanders would want in, to do in an ideal world, whether or not they can do it, what Lou Lamorello ultimately will be able, willing to do, you know, at the trade deadline, that remains to be seen, but it should be interesting. One other thing I wanted to discuss uh, quickly as part of this segment, uh, it was announced earlier this week that ESPN has reached a deal with the National Hockey League, a seven-year broadcast deal worth more than $2.8 billion. So that's more than $400 million a year. That is a very good sign. For the National Hockey League going forward, the guarantee is there will be at least 25 regular season games broadcast exclusively either on ESPN or ABC, and then 75 regular season games streamed exclusively on ESPN Plus and Hulu, and then half of the Stanley Cup games in the playoffs are either on ABC or ESPN Plus 
the all-star festivities, opening night, and other special events, all of that. Uh, Also, ESPN has announced they're bringing back their theme music for NHL hockey, which I think a lot of hockey fans really, truly have enjoyed. Now, the NHL allegedly still looking for a second broadcast partner for a national deal in the United States. Uh, ESPN will get four Stanley Cup finals out of the next seven years. Someone else looking for three. NBC could sign another deal with the league, although, as we've mentioned, the NBC Sports Network is not going to exist anymore after this year, but we'll see uh, what happens. But ESPN, last time they were involved with the National Hockey League, back in 2004-2005, before the last lockout. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss, our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus... Uh, a preview of tonight's game against the Devils. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often, often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving online uh, auto parts customers online for 20 years, and they've got everything that you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Islander fans, get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you get podcasts. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're going to take a look back at a player who was extremely popular during his time with the New York Islanders. I'm talking about Ken the Bomber Baumgartner, the former Islanders forward and enforcer who joined the team during the 1989-90 season, stayed through the 91-92 campaign, originally broke in with the LA Kings, later played for the Maple Leafs Mighty Ducks, as they were known then, and the Boston Bruins. And look, Baumgartner, you look at his career numbers, 696 NHL games, 13 goals, 54 points, and yes, 2,242 penalty minutes. And, you know, Baumgartner teamed with Mick Vakoda in the early 90s to give the Islanders a very formidable one-two punch when it came to uh, dropping the gloves and physicality. And, uh, you know, Baumgartner involved in some very infamous uh, fights in 
the 1990 playoff series against the New York Rangers. I cover all of that in my book, Ice Wars. And uh, yeah, that was one crazy, crazy time in the history of the Islanders and their rivalry rivalry with the Rangers. But let's take a look at one of the Bombers' better games as an Islander at the old Brendan Byrne Arena in the Meadowlands, Islanders and New Jersey Devils going at it. Glenn Healy is the goalie for the Islanders. The Devils had Sean Burke in the first period. The Islanders got on top early. Kirk Muller off for hooking and Pat Flatley scores a power play goal. His second from Pat LaFontaine and Yari Grandstrand at 428. That was the score after one period. Islanders up 1-0. But the Devils get second period goals from Claude Lemieux and Bruce Driver in the first four and a half minutes of the second period to take a 2-1 lead. But that didn't last. Less than two minutes later, Pat LaFontaine, his 10th from Brad Delgarno and the bomber, Ken Baumgartner. It's 2-2 after two between these two old Patrick division rivals. Islanders get the lead early in the third. Bill Berg, his second from Ken Baumgartner, his second assist of the day. And it's suddenly a one-goal Islanders lead at 3-2. But Alan Stewart answers for the Devils less than, uh, well, 36 seconds later. Walt Podubny, the only assist. It's a 3-3 hockey game. But then, late in the period, the Islanders break it open. Pat Flatley gets his second of the game, third of the year from Brent Sutter and David Volick. And that was a power play goal. And then, late goals from Pat LaFontaine and Brent Sutter round out the scoring. Islanders skate away with a 6-3 win over the New Jersey Devils for Baumgartner, uh, two assists in this game and two shots on goal. So that was one of his better offensive outputs as an Islander. He did score one goal that year, but it came in a losing cause. So I just, you know, wanted to choose this game over that one. Healy, 27 saves to earn the win. Islanders uh, outshot 30-28 to in this one but they skate away with the win. And if you're wondering, by the way, uh, the Islanders get the win and Baumgartner, no penalty minutes in this game. Final score, Islanders six and the Devils three, but Ken uh, Baumgartner, he is turning 55 years old uh, today. So happy 55th and many, many happy more to the Bomber, Ken Baumgartner. Meanwhile, tonight, the Islanders taking on the New Jersey Devils, and you look at the standings, New Jersey in seventh place right now in the East Division. After a pretty good start, they have uh, slipped up now. Obviously, they've played four fewer games than the Islanders due to a COVID outbreak that they had on their roster. So, uh, they have four games in hand, but they are also 17 points behind the Islanders at uh, 8, 11, and 3 through 22 games. That's not going to get it done. And the thing about the Devils right now, they are just struggling to score goals. They are 30th in the league at goals scored, 29th in the league at power play percentage, 12.3 uh, is their success rate. But here's where the Islanders really need to step it up. 
the Devils have the league's worst-ranked penalty kill, only killing off 64.6% of opposing teams' power plays. That means that 35.5%, roughly, of the time that you have a power play against the Devils, you should expect to get the puck in the back of the net, and that really bodes well for the Islanders. You look at the Devils right now, and, you know, they're still dealing with their uh, share of injuries. Still no Nico Highshire and Ryan Murray, both of those players listed as day-to-day. But here's how the Devils have lined up in recent games. Jack Hughes centers the top line with Pavel Zaka and Kyle Palmieri on his wings. Mikhail Maltsev is the second-line center. Jesper Bratt and Miles Wood are his wingers. Travis uh, Zajac, the venerable veteran, he is the third-line pivot with Yanni Kukainen and Igor uh, uh, Sharangovich on his wings. And Michael McLeod centers Andreas Johansson and Nathan Bastian as the fourth line. Defensively, you still have Ty Smith and Damon Severson as the uh, top pairing. Dmitry Kulikov and P.K. Subban are the second pair. And then Ryan Murray and Sammy Vatnin are the third pair. Special teams, a big part of the struggles of the New Jersey Devils this year. And the Islanders, if they can take advantage, can close out this homestand with a big win and put a little more space between them and the rest of the the East Division. It's tight. It, it, there's not a lot of room right now for error. Remember, uh, the Washington Capitals just two points behind the Islanders, and they do have a game in hand. But uh, this is a game that, you know, the Islanders, they'll have uh, a few people in the building uh, as far as the healthcare workers. We've talked about that. And that'll be a step forward for the team. And look, you got three games coming up against New Jersey tonight uh, at the Coliseum and then two games at the Rock over the weekend. You want to, again, take four, five, or six points out of these three games to keep this team chugging along the way it has been. And hopefully they will see that. We'll be back tomorrow with a full review and analysis of tonight's game. Plus, uh, we will preview the two weekend contests against the Devils. We've got all that and a whole lot more to come. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.